Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Uh... I know last week I said that we would probably be doing a taste test, a blind taste test this week to see which one of the Johnny Walkers that we liked best. Well, this week of wrestling doesn't deserve that. Exactly. So we, we're not doing that. This week I have a bottle of one of our old favorites on here, at least for myself, the Larceny. Now, Larceny is a bourbon whiskey uh 92 proof, 45% alcohol by volume. And yeah, it's a nice, tasty one. I know that, uh, I think it's a weeded bourbon. I just love how this one smells. Yeah. It's, it's got great, a great nose to it. It's just, it's a good bourbon. And you can be used in just about anything. You want to drink it straight, drink it straight. to me, this is that bourbon that, like, if you're, oh, I'm a whiskey guy, all I ever drink is Jack Daniels. Buy this instead. Mm-hmm. Roughly the same price. And it is a million times better. Yeah. All the way across. You're going to just fall in love with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it mixes better than Jack. Mm-hmm. It straight is better than Jack. It, and it's it's just a better all-around whiskey. It is. It, it's a great whiskey to just sit here, sip with some friends, talk yeah. about wrestling, talk about whatever it is you want to talk about in the world, or just sip watching television or watching a game on TV. Exactly. So, cheers. Cheers. That's a great shot of whiskey. <laughs> it really is. Big time. Like, there is <clears throat> there is very little of that burn mm-hmm. that most whiskeys and bourbons give you. Uh, and especially at a, a 92 proof. Yeah. So like, I that's mean, a fairly high proof whiskey. A, that's a decently high proof whiskey compared to, you know, a lot of them tend to fall in that 70, 80. So, we're talking, yeah. you know, this is up to 46% alcohol by volume. Yep. Um, usually when you start getting over that 90 and bump into those hundreds, <clears throat> it starts getting hot. So, like, and, and don't get us wrong. There is a touch of that heat there. I can feel mm-hmm. a little bit of that burn on my lips and mouth right now. But it is not overwhelming. It is no. not bad. It is just a pleasant taste and a pleasant feeling We've mouth. done we've done some overproofs before or some high proofs before, like old soul tin type. Mm-hmm. Um, you brought one in. I don't remember. Yeah, the, the blue flame. Uh, the uh, we've done the blue flame by uh, that's a uh, old one was of the, it old smoky or one of those? It's it's moonshine. It comes mm-hmm. in the little you know. And they are the tin type is flavorful, mm-hmm. but good lord, is it hot on the back? Yeah, the the old smoky is just hot. Yeah. This is really flavorful, and it's got that burn, yeah, 
but it just doesn't. It's not the the overwhelming like, oh my god, my mouth is on fire. No, like like I said, it is a really pleasant numbness of your 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 lips, and you know, I don't know. It's just it's very pleasant. What we're saying is, larceny's good. Go buy some. Yep, go buy you some larceny. It's like forty bucks, forty forty five bucks. It's not bad. It's good. Yep. So. We talked about backlash last time, so of course we're not going to go into that. Nope. However, uh, this weekend, Monday Night Raw and, and SmackDown was continuing fallout. The The rosters were officially official. Officially except, split. Except the big, when they're not. The big news out of WWE this week is the uh, tournament to determine the new World Heavyweight Champion. Yep. Uh, so... Let's get into Monday Night Raw. What happened? We had Mustafa Ali defeating Otis via pinfall. We have Rhea Ripley defeating Dana Brooke via submission. Zoe Stark defeating Nikki Cross via pinfall. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defeat Imperium. Uh, that's Kaiser and Vinci. That had an amazing backstage segment. It had, a, it had an amazing... Not even a backstage segment, but an amazing little segment while they were in the ring and while Imperium was being introduced. So, let's just say Kevin Owens is an international treasure. He is. And, yes. He is. We had Dominic Mysterio defeating Xavier Woods via pinfall. And in our tournaments, so we had... Finn Balor, The Miz, and Cody Rhodes in a triple threat. Finn Balor gets the nod here. Mm-hmm. We have Seth Rollins um, defeating Finn Balor to advance. Oh, yeah, because I, I missed up. Seth beat uh, yeah, I missed Damian it. Priest. Seth, and- Shinsuke, and Damian. And Seth got the nod there. So we had we had those two, and then we had, we had the two triple threats, and then we had the winners go one-on-one, and Seth got the win in the one-on-one. That was a Monday Night Raw. The um, best thing on Monday Night Raw, the, the Kevin Owens thing, is while Imperium is doing their little stand there at uh, parade rest, is what we would call mm-hmm. it in the military, for the, the brief period that I was in there. They're standing there. They're doing their thing. And Kevin's standing middle of the shot behind yep. them. Just like, what, are you what doing? is this? What, what are you doing? He kind of waves at the camera. And, yeah. He gets... Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens understands this business better than anybody else in it currently. Yes. Um, so Dynamite kicks off. We had the ROH Tag Champion, Ray, one of the ROH Tag Champions, Ray Phoenix versus Claudio Castagnoli, who's the ROH World Title uh, Champion. Uh, the winner would get a shot at the other's belt in the future. Castagnoli won. FTR cuts a promo. Uh, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal and all get in the ring. At some point, uh, Mark Briscoe gets thrown at the at FTR, and Dax gives him a pile driver because he was blinded and couldn't see. So that was a thing that happened. Orange Cassidy and Daniel Garcia have a match for the international championship. Cassidy wins. Tony Khan makes a con- makes a statement that next week is going to be 
the biggest statement in AEW history again. Um, I have my ideas on what that's probably attached to, and we'll get into that in a few minutes. Christian cuts a promo about how uh, he is the one that's the the number one contender for the TNT title, and the best part of this whole segment was the crowd chanting "Edge is better." Uh, we had a no Christian hold- was pissed. He was not happy. We had a no holds barred match between Anna JAS and Julia Hart, uh, in which uh, Lady Spooky won. So that was cool. And we had a trios match right after the best friends. So Chuck Taylor and Trent with Bandito versus the House of Black. It was for the titles, and it was a house rules match, which is weird. So house rules match is a 20-second count out instead of a 10-second count out. Disqualifications are heavily enforced, so the refs don't have their usual, you can let it ride. And then there's a dealer's choice rule that the other team that's not the House of Black gets to pick. No spooky witches. No spooky witches is the one that was on this. (laughs) It ended up with House of Black, of course, winning. The, what I thought was kind of cool with this match, though, is they dimmed all of the house lights, and they just had one giant spotlight on the ring. So it looked kind of cool. Um, they, I, I am saying that they should consider doing that for most matches. Yeah, it, it looked really cool. And then the main event of the night, steel cage match, Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. This is an animosity that can only be settled inside a cage. Ending shows Kenny V triggers Moxley through the cage. They get back in the ring. Kenny hits a one winged angel. One, two, Don Callis runs in and stabs Kenny in the back of the head with a screwdriver. Moxley then just rolls him over and pins him. One, two, three. Callis then looks like he's going to hit Kenny. He just throws the screwdriver down and walks off. So, that was Rampage, or Dynamite. Which we're going to talk a little bit, I think, about this cage match when we get into it as well. All right, so let's talk SmackDown. We have AJ Styles defeating Edge and Rey Mysterio via pinfall. This was going to be in the world title tournament. The title that's only on Raw. Yep. Okay. We have Bobby Lashley defeating Austin Theory and Sheamus via pinfall. That was another one of those for the title that's only on Raw. Yes. Okay. We have Cameron Grimes defeating Baron Corbin. He did not just beat Baron Corbin. In seconds, okay. He squashed him. He squashed Baron Corbin. Uh, How the mighty have fallen. Yes. We have a tag team championship match. Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez defeating Damage Control because that's still ongoing. Still a thing. Uh, the Brawling Brutes had a verbal altercation with Pretty Deadly backstage. Setting up a feud for them. Asuka spat in Bel Air's face, fully turning heel. And, which I guess she wasn't? 
there's been a lot of like talk on this. Is wasn't she already healed? They're calling it a heel turn. Oscar is was a heel that did not give heel tendencies. Yeah, and I guess now we have that. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we have the brawling brutes versus pretty deadly was set for next week following their sec backstage segment. And then we have Styles defeating Lashley via pinfall for the f- to move into the finals of the tournament for Night of Champions. So we're going to get Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles at Blood Money 12. At Blood Money and that is almost almost nope nope wait nope no. nope I st- I'm nope can't do my, it. my principles won't let me do it. As we're much also, as I'd love to see that match, because like, that match is going to be great. Apparently, we're also getting Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. Well, that's that's what okay. I was going to get into gotcha. next. So, the Bloodline have a segment. And Roman read the Usos, the Riot Act. Mm-hmm. How dare you dedicate this win to me? And then the, lose. The, and then lose. Why didn't you dedicate it to the tag teams in our family history? Yada, yada, yada. Jay tries to keep the peace. Jimmy's getting up in, in Roman's face. So now Jimmy's starting to kind of turn against Roman, which is a little bit of a... I, and Roman says that... So the Usos grab the mic and they say that we're going to get our win. We're going to get the titles back. Paul Heyman steps in and says, I've already pulled the strings. There is going to be a match against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the titles. But it is not going to be the Usos. It is going to be Roman Reigns. And it is going to be Solo Sokoa for the titles. Mm -hmm. And if they put the title, the tag titles, on Roman Reigns, this will become the AEW and Whiskey podcast. So here's what I'm guessing, right? (laughs) Roman and Solo win. They get the titles. AJ wins the Raw-only belt. But because AJ's a SmackDown superstar, he has to stay on SmackDown with the Raw-only belt. And then Roman challenges AJ and squashes him in six seconds. Mm -hmm. Then Roman gets that belt. And then Triple H has to come out the next week and reintroduce the big gold belt for <laughs> Raw. But then Roman's music hits, and he comes out, and he just snatches it out of Triple H's <laughs> hand. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. That is some, some Vince booking right there. Right. Yeah. So so we're getting Roman and Solo versus Sammy and Kevin. My guess really is that ends in a DQ when the Usos get involved. And I hope that the Usos get involved against Roman. I hope that, and I know I've been saying this for six months now, but come on. Break them up. It's time to break them up. Spin the Usos out, then spin Solo out, and then have Roman's fall. Yep. That's really what you can do. Uh, So Rampage was Saturday, so it was yesterday because we're recording this on Sunday like we normally do. Yay for normalcy. First match was the Acclaimed and Billy Gunn, Daddy Ass, versus Kip Sabian, the Butcher and the Blade. Do yourself a favor if you missed this. Go on YouTube. 
and listened to uh, Max Caster's rap, I thought it was quite funny. Hmm. He he. It, the one thing I will say is he does take the AEW route of taking a dig at uh, WWE, but the way he does it is he compare. He says that the butcher's mustache is worse than Vince's. So, kind of funny. That that's a lie though, because the butcher's mustache is magnificent. Is magnificent, and Vince's mustache reminds me of a child predator. Yes, uh, we then saw the out uh, the the acclaimed win. We see Tony Storm versus Allison K. Of course, Tony Storm wins, and then they do their whole. Uh, we're gonna spray paint an L, yada yada. Uh, the Guns and Ethan Page have a backstage segment. IWGP Tag Team Champion Kyle Fletcher faces Action and Dreddy. We're uh, Kyle Fletcher wins. Tony Skiavone uh, has an interview with Matt and Jeff uh, Hardy and Isaiah Cassidy, where Matt and Jeff make the comment that they are going to win the AEW Tag Titles one more time. And once they win them and they lose them, they're retiring. Is basically what they said. We see the Mogul Embassy, Brian Cage and Swerve versus Alex Reynolds and John Silver, where the Mogul Embassy wins, but then Dustin Rhodes and Keith Lee chase them off. Uh, Keith Lee is wielding a uh, rope stanchion. Like a sledgehammer, <laughs> where he is swinging her around at people. It's kind of funny. <laughs> and that's Rampage. So, a couple things I want to talk about. Okay. Kind of getting into it. Let me get something back here, because it was... Well, while you look that up, uh, we got some interesting news on some injuries this week. Okay. Uh, so, Robert Roode. Has been out of action for a while now. Mm-hmm. He had a C5, C6 fusion in November. And then this week he had a C4, C5 fusion. Yeah, so... I, while he has not come out and said it, he is like, I believe, 48. Yeah. And with those neck fusions, he can no longer, like, turn his head. Mm-hmm. Um I don't expect to see Robert Roode step back into a wrestling ring as a any wrestling capacity. I don't either. Again. I and that it. is, I hate it because Robert Roode, he should have had at least one brief run, if nothing else, one brief yeah. run in WWE as a world heavyweight he champion. Was, he was so good in TNA. Mm-hmm. He came to NXT. He got the NXT title. So good in NXT. He got one of... The greatest ring entrance music mm-hmm. ever. Yep. Looked like he, he was on fire, mm-hmm. and then they just stopped. And that's Vince. That is Vince. Yep. Because so, Vince, God forbid you get over an NXT and come up with that right. same, with that level of heat. Like, the only... There are two people that I can think of, really, off the top of my head that came up from NXT and came up on fire and stayed that way. And that's Kevin Owens mm-hmm. and Asuka. Yeah. 
All the other ones came up. They may have had a little bit of a splash when they first got there, and then they were immediately shoved down the card. You could argue Seth Rollins the shield, with the shield, I, I, the but the, the shield is a little bit like I, I'm just saying. You could make yeah. that argument. That argument could um, be made, but I, I, the shield's kind of different in that. Um, you know, somebody might you might also say like Bailey or, or something like that. But even Bailey, even Bailey and Sasha, even them though they they came up, they made a splash, and then they were immediately de pushed. Yeah, Shinsuke made a splash. Immediately de pushed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew came up as Dolph Ziggler's henchman. Yeah, while being one of the most over guys in NXT. Yes, Dolph Ziggler's henchman. Yep. Now Drew recovered. Yeah, uh, every, a lot of other people recovered. Mm-hmm. But Vince likes to do that for some reason instead of just printing I don't money. Get it? I don't understand. NXT is one of your brands, right? Yes, it's developmental, but I just don't understand the concept of why you would take somebody from NXT, you would bring them up, you would change their gimmick, you would change their name, you would completely ruin any goodwill that was built up in NXT when you could bring them up as a star and then you could have your commentators talk about how amazing their stuff on NXT mm-hmm. was, which is available on Peacock to go yep. watch. So you should totally, if you're not signed up for that $9.99 a month or $4.99 a month, you should totally go sign up for that so you can go watch these massively over great matches that Drew McIntyre had, mm-hmm. that insert person here had. Uh, well, I mean, you want to talk about NXT and the, the best matches in NXT. Sasha Bailey. Sasha Bailey. One, two, and three. I think yeah. I think there was three of them. I think there were three of them, but, but they were all amazing. Know, yeah. Right? Uh, Finn and Seth, I think, had a match or two that were good there. Um, just the, the caliber of matches that came out of NXT back five years ago, six years ago, seven years ago, were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, don't. Understand. We were even talking within two years. Yeah, we we were talking about great matches. And Go I, check out Dragunov and, yeah, and uh, uh, Walter. Walter, yeah, because I, I just don't get it. Yeah. So um, the other injury that I want to talk about is Randy Orton. Okay. Uh, Bob Orton, Cowboy Bob Orton, mm-hmm. good old Cowboy Bob with his broken arm and yeah. <laughs> He did a brief segment, interview, whatever you want to call it, and was asked about how Randy's doing. And Randy is recovering. He is training. He says he doesn't know if Randy will ever, uh, if Randy's going to come back, when he's going to come back. He mentioned that he thinks, and I'm wording this very carefully, Mm -hmm. Bob Orton mentioned that he thinks Randy's doctors advised him against ever wrestling again. So the question there is, they advised against. They did not forbid it. I feel is like, Randy ready to step away? So I feel like what you do there, if it's just an advised against, it's not a, you know, you have to stop. It's not an edge or a Daniel Bryan situation. Yeah. I think if you're Randy Orton, because he's got 16 world title wins, right? Something like that. 
Cena maybe 15. 16. I think maybe 15. Maybe he's at 15. I was thinking him and Cena, and no, no, he's got 15. Because he was one shy of Cena, uh, and Cena's tied with Rick. Which Cena will never get another world title, I don't think. No. He's never going to break Rick's record. Maybe five years ago. Yeah. We could have seen it. Don't see that happening. But him coming back now, uh, it would just feel like, I'm doing this to break. Yeah. And that would turn everybody against him. Yeah. You know. The only thing, if Orton is at that 15 or 16, and he can come back, I would have him come back, like, night that he comes back, he wins the title off of somebody. He drops it. You know, give him a, a two month reign or something like that. He's a fourteen. According to 14 Wikipedia, times. he's fourteen time. So he'd have to win it three times, three times to break the record. I uh, never mind then. That's too it, far away. It, yeah, uh, I was going. If he was at fifteen or tied, then I say he comes back. He wins it one more time to either become tied or break the record. Yeah. Then drops it and retires. Um, I, but at fourteen, that's too many. Somebody will Without break playing hot potato with it. Somebody will break Ric Flair's record. Uh, I don't. That know. person's name is Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say. Well, they they'll they'll say that she has more title wins, but yeah. they won't count it because she's a woman. Yeah. Um, no. Somebody eventually will break. See, I don't know because there's been their discussions best that they're move trying to move back into that longer, meaningful title runs. Yeah. Which. I'm okay with because I hated when it was, oh, I won the world title on Monday and I lost it the following Sunday on the pay-per-view, but then I got it back two Mondays later, but then I lost it three Mondays later at the pay-per-view. Or the Charlotte Charlotte Sasha feud where Sasha wins it at the pay-per-view and immediately drops Drops it back to Charlotte the next night. Carry on to the next pay-per-view, repeat that performance. So, but also... We've talked about it multiple times that modern wrestling is not conductive to an environment where somebody has a belt for three, four, five years. Look at Roman. It's boring. Mm. Most people say the bloodline is boring at this point. It is. Uh, now, I remembered what I wanted to talk about. It was from AEW. Sorry. It was uh, Callus. Yes. So, Kenny's a face. Yep. The Bucks are faces. Mm-hmm. They've been faces for a while now. They've been faces since they returned. Since they returned. Dan Callis is a heel. Period. Mm-hmm. Don Callis. I'm sorry, not Dan. Uh, sorry, Dan Callis, whoever you are. You um, use yeah. car salesman out of right. uh, Saskatchewan. Um, the, <laughs> the Jackal is a bad guy. Yes. Period. It made no sense them to be there like look at what AEW said about uh, Reba Mm -hmm. earlier you know several months ago you know that you know she hasn't been out and about because with Brit as a face that doesn't make sense faces don't have people outside the ring helping them interfere yeah and that's all Don Callis is good for he's not a wrestler I think he used to be he used to be oh yeah he absolutely used to be but he's not anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, Nakazawa, Cutler, they haven't really been coming to the ring. They've been coming out on the ramp, 
and really and, been coming to the ring. And with the history of Nakazawa and Cutler, I can give a break to them. Yeah, they're wrestlers. You know, they're currently wrestlers. They're, they're currently wrestlers, but they've also been there for so long mm-hmm. with yeah. the Bucks and with Kenny. You know, Kenny and Nakazawa have the, the history of all yep. the way back through New Japan and all that. Yep. Brandon Cutler, you know, there was a big deal with Brandon Cutler because he came back to wrestling after a while. Mm-hmm. He had stopped wrestling to go take care of his family. Yep. And he came back. And, of course, the only reason he's where he is is because he's friends with the Bucks. Yep. But that doesn't take away from him learning what he learned to be able to edit and put together being the elite. Exactly. And then move then, you know, move that skill set into the television stuff. So I I am willing to give them a break because them being on the outside is more like a, a coach or face manager role. They're a uh, an Arn Anderson. <laughs> oh good God. So yeah, it, it I'm I'm good with Callus. Walking away, basically walking away. I am over the elite versus uh, combat club. Just as much as I'm over anything with the bloodline. Only this has gotten staler quicker. Well, I think that we're getting uh, blood and guts. I'm sure we will. Out of elite and combat club. I'm sure we will. Because uh, I imagine what we'll end up with is... Hangman will come join Kenny and the Bucks, and then we'll have Hangman, Kenny, and the Bucks versus uh, Moxley, Yuta, Danielson, and uh, Claudio. Yeah. I imagine that's what we're going to see. Yeah, that's that's where this is heading. Uh, yay. Yay. Um, now... One other thing to, to discuss is this this WWE Heavyweight Championship and the brand split and all of that. Mm-hmm. Why? Oh, apparently USA wants Roman on Raw. Yeah. Exclusively. Okay. Which makes sense. Yeah. You know, we, we are tired of Roman, but Roman is still a big draw. He's still a big draw. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. And it makes sense from a business standpoint to want him to be exclusively on your show. So Exactly. So, But that's so, not what's happened. Right. So here's my, my thought then. Because, you know, Fox wants him too. Mm-hmm. So why would you not say, okay, we're not going to introduce this belt to Raw because by doing that, you immediately make it the runner-up title. You make it the second-class title. That belt means nothing. No. So, why would you not just say, okay, day one of the draft, we're going to have a match between Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley. Whoever wins unifies the women's title. The tag titles are already unified. And the other titles are unified. The the world heavyweight titles. Mm -hmm. So now what we do is we say the women's world title, the women's tag titles, the men's tag titles, and 
the men's heavyweight world title, undisputed universal championship. Yeah. All four of those belts are not brand exclusive. Those four people will be on Raw and SmackDown, facing challengers from both Raw and SmackDown. Leave the Intercontinental title on SmackDown. Leave the U.S. title on Raw. Those are the brand-specific belts. They will only be contested for by Raw and SmackDown roster members. The rosters will be completely separate, with the exception of whoever has the championship. Mm-hmm. Problem solved. Now you're not shooting yourself in the foot with the whole, well, Cody's on Raw and Roman's on SmackDown, so we'll never see the end of that story. Or if we do, it's not going to be until the mania of next year. You know, we don't have the... It's not going to get as stale because suddenly your story for your champions doesn't necessarily need to be this long, drawn-out, six-month feud. And you're... You're not constantly wanting to see the the tag team champions go at each other to see which is the better tag team. Exactly. It it becomes this, the story of the title now is literally who is feuding with me, and you can have a person on Raw and a person on SmackDown feuding with that champion, and it's you, you can tell that story of it doesn't matter where I go, I have a target on my back. Return to the mid two thousands where you had branded pay per views. You could do that. You you had Raw had a pay per view. Let's say in uh, every other in month May. they swap back yeah, and forth. They swap back and except forth except for the Big Four. Yeah, but yeah. So go back to doing that and give your storylines and your people some time to breathe. Mm-hmm. And I think that you'll get some engagement back from fans. You 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 would because. And maybe, I know it's not just us and our friend group. But God, I'm so bored with the same matches. You know, mm-hmm. Triple H's comment, the story never ends. You know, he made that comment as a, this is supposed to be a positive thing. No, dude, it's not. The story never ends is not a good thing. No. I want to see resolution and then move on to something else. And he's right. The story never ends. Cody beating Roman does not end the story. It ends this chapter in the story with mm-hmm. some resolution, or it ends this book in it the story. Maybe, maybe this book. book. It resolves that book, and then you start writing the next one. And you can have Roman and we don't come need back you. again later. Yeah, and we don't need you to be George R. R. Martin. Right. Just quit writing the book. Or just, just quit. Stop writing yeah. books. You know, no. <laughs> you write. You write this book, and you made that. You wrote the ending to this book with Cody. Mm-hmm. Now you start writing the next book. Yeah, because you could. You could have ended Cody. Mm-hmm. Cody beats Roman. Now you you've got two stories that can be written. The story of the bloodline falling apart. And then you could start telling the story of Cody and the fact of whoever his next challenger is can start giving him shit about you left for seven years. You know, yeah. you went and big manned it all over the world. 
you know. But when well, you left, you were a cartoon character, mm-hmm. you know, and you can have them give Cody shit about that. Have them come hey. out to Stardust, to Stardust theme. You can, you, know? you could tell a story there with Drew, and Drew talking about, you know, the fact that Cody copied him. Even though I guess technically Drew did it after Cody, but you you could go that route, right? Because Drew came back first, though. Drew That's came all back first. You know, I left. I reinvented myself. I came back. I'm a world champion. You did the same thing. What makes you special? You're not. You're a you're a short blonde copy of me. And there you go. You have a story there. Um, you could get him in something with AJ. Where AJ talks about the fact that it took him years after he showed up in AE in uh, uh, WWE, yeah, to make people realize what a star he was, and you just come walking in because your daddy was Dusty Rhodes, baby. You know, there you go. You've you've got stories that just, can be built. You're always going to be a pale comparison of your father. Yeah, you know. You have stories there that can, and now now you can spin Cody off into these stories, and Roman has his falling apart. And at some point in these 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 things, you can have Cody turn heel. You can have Roman eventually become a face, and then the next time they meet in a year or two, you have the exact opposite of what it was. Yep. You know now you have Cody as you know what we always wanted from AEW as Homelander basically. <laughs> That's what he was giving us. And he was giving us Homelander. He just didn't yeah, understand didn't that understand Homelander it. was the bad guy. So you have Cody as this Homelander type character, and you have Roman coming in and Roman dropping the, I've been there. You dethroned me when I was you. You know, that kind of stuff. But nah, we're going to get more boring crap. And I, you know, I imagine we're going to get Roman and Solo winning the titles because God forbid we separate out the Usos, and do something entertaining. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, uh, why are we wrestling fans, Michael? Lately, I don't know. I, I just, I don't. It, and I probably shouldn't admit this on our wrestling podcast, but lately, tuning in to watch wrestling feels like a chore. It does. Well... So, and even even coming up here, I come up here to hang out was, and watch with my friends. I was just about to say, so last week I was in Pensacola for work mm-hmm. in a hotel on Wednesday night. Not here. Not hanging out with Michael and the travelers. See, see, that was your first mistake. You were in Pensacola yeah, well, in, you know. in early summer, late spring. Why were you in your hotel and not on the beach or at McGuire's? So, well, let me rephrase. <laughs> One, I wasn't exactly in Pensacola. I was in Navarre, which is a little further east. Now, the hotel I was in was on the beach, so that was kind of cool, but it wasn't a full sand beach. You had to go down across and all that, and I'm not a beach person. So, I'm chilling in the hotel room. I'm watching Dynamite. All the guys are up here watching Dynamite, and I sent a message that said, God, this is boring. And... Responses I got, Michael was like, I don't know, I think it's all right. Brady said he thought it was all right. But Jay, James from Travelers of the Omni, uh, Omnibus, he, I think he hit it spot on. 
Yeah, it's because you're watching it down there by yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, he's right. Um, I used to be able to sit and watch wrestling just by myself and just yeah. enjoy wrestling. I'm finding that harder and harder and harder to do because yeah. the, the show, whether it's uh, the regular, you know, televised shows or pay-per-views, they're just not holding my attention. The storylines are mid to steal MJF's word. The ring action's good. Ring action's probably better than it's ever been. Sure. But, but I can't get behind it because the stories and everything revolving around it are terrible. They're uninteresting and uncaptivating. Yes. 100%. Which, speaking of uninteresting and uncaptivating, um, now you mentioned on Raw that there were the two triple threats. Mm-hmm. And you said that Seth won one of them. Yeah. And you said that Finn won the other one, mm-hmm. correct? But Cody was involved with one of them. Yeah. Why didn't Cody win? Oh, oh, that's that's because we WWE will never put a championship on a Rhodes. I mean, it seems that way for sure. I I'm after Mania. I don't think that Cody Rhodes will, and, and I know I say in this before, and, and I apologize to Cody for it, for, for my thoughts of him and, and all that. I don't think that Cody Rhodes wins a championship in WWE. I think if he was going to, he would have, he would have at WrestleMania. I tend to agree. Um, and which is sad. Yeah. Because he has shown and he has put in the effort to show. We, we have made the comment on this show a couple of years ago when when all the contract stuff was talking about it, that Cody Rhodes is a mid-card talent. Mm-hmm. If Cody Rhodes goes back to WWE, he can aspire to an Intercontinental title or the U.S. title. He will flirt with the world championship, maybe, but never attain it. Mm-hmm. Then he came back, and good Lord at the push they gave him. So... Two years down the road, we're sitting on this podcast and talking about Cody Rhodes is going to win this world heavyweight title. Yeah, and 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 we were wrong. Like I said, we I apologized. Yeah, because I said Cody was just going to always be a mid card talent. I never saw him never as, saw main him as a main event, and he proved me wrong. Yeah, he proved me wrong. But then WWE's like, no, nope. we like Roman better. Nope, he's a mid card talent. He's a mid card guy. Here, here it's a. I, I, you know, I will maintain what I said. Cody proved himself. Yeah. Cody should have won the world title at Mania. If Cody wouldn't have been stupid in AEW. Yeah. Cody could have gotten that AEW title and really proven himself there. Yeah. But instead, he put that stupid stipulation of I'll never challenge for it. Then he brought out the TNT title, and then he became Cody Island, which was completely divorced from everything else that was happening in AEW at the time. Yep. Um, but what I was getting to was the, the why he's not there. You hit the realism nail right on the head, right? The kayfabe reason, Brock Lesnar jumps over the barricade, annihilates Cody, and then cuts quite possibly one of the worst promos I have ever heard in WWE history. 
complete with WWE having to pipe in booze that they admitted to and said it was wrong to do because the crowd the whole time Brock is, remember my face. What now, Cody? Remember me? This garbage. The crowd from the camera shot are on their phones. A couple of them have turned to each other and are talking. No one is making any noise while this is going on. And and WWE admitted, they're like, we either pipe in the crowd noise or we leave it silent. And we couldn't leave it silent. We couldn't leave it silent. We had to pipe in the noise, and it was probably the wrong call. Because it was so fake. It always is. It is so obvious when they do that mm-hmm. crowd noise. It's a... It, it can be. If you pipe in noise and you're not showing the crowd or you're just on a long draw shot of the crowd, okay, I'll buy it. Because then I can't see the people that are not engaged. See, and when everybody in the scene is not engaged, I can't just say, hmm, I guess the 12 people that are on the camera, those are the only 12 people that don't care, but the other 13,000 people in the stands, they, they must care. Yeah, that's why it's so loud. No. My response to that is how painful, and I mean literally painful it was to watch WWE during COVID when they started piping in the crowd noise. And it was literally painful to watch. Yeah, it sucked. Um, I will say... I will say there were a couple of parts during COVID when I liked it for the simple fact that you didn't end up in those cities that had the super contrarian crowds that just ruined the show. Are you really talking to me about being contrarian? Look, what I mean is there are certain cities that WWE, AEW goes to and the crowd just doesn't care. It seems like yeah. the crowd's only there to screw up the yeah. show. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. I'm just remembering a time when we went to a DCW event. Yeah, with the Justin Stone second and, signs. And, yeah. you know, you, cheering me, the, and the three or four other people yep. were cheering for the heel while everybody else at the place right. was, was cheering for the face. Which was and, an awesome, an awesome oh, it moment. Oh, it made for an awesome moment because Justin Stone was good enough to realize what was going on and kind of played up to it. Yeah. Like at the beginning of the match, they were doing a, you know, a cheer and boo off. And the five or six of us, how many ever it was, was louder than everybody else in the arena. First. Points at our side and we're cheering like crazy. He kind of looked at us funny for a minute. And that face went over to the other side, and he pointed to cheer. And Stone walks over to that side like he's going to point, and then just turns around and walks back over to our side and pointed at us again. We cheered again. It was great. It was amazing. You know, it was fun. You know, and during the intermission, he came up. He's like, nothing like that's ever happened before. Uh, I didn't have my. He, he wears glasses. And he's like, I didn't have my glasses on, so I couldn't see what the sign <laughs> said at first. You know, um, it was great. It was a fun moment of us being contrarian. Yeah, which. Hey, look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shit on anybody for going and having fun at a wrestling show, right? 
what I am saying is there are those places they yeah. go. And it's, like I said, it's the crowd is 100% set on the fact that they are going to ruin this experience. And WWE was in a, what they felt like they were in a tough spot mm-hmm. because they had just come out of Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And the hottest crowd for a wrestling event that I have seen in a while, in a long well, time, I would say the last crowd that was that hot was Clash of the Castle. Yeah, um, yeah, Mania, WrestleMania, which is nowhere near that. Nothing hot. but wrestling, big mm-hmm. wrestling fans for the most part. There's other yep. people there, but if you're going, if you're spending the money to buy WrestleMania tickets, mm-hmm. you're a wrestling fan. You're a wrestling fan, exactly. It was not as hot as Puerto Rico was. Uh-uh. Not even close. It was amazing to watch. Mm-hmm. I wish I could have been in the arena for it. Yeah. To experience that. I mean, just watching watching Zelina with the pop she got. Watching yeah. the pop that Carlito. Carlito! Okay? Looking at the pop that dude got. Uh, Savio Vega and the pop he got. Mm-hmm. I would I would argue that yeah we know who Carlito is we grew up watching him yeah we know who Savio Vega is we grew up watching him Savio Vega is not a Hall of Famer no Carlito's not a Hall of Famer not his WWE stuff not his WWE stuff um does Carlito pop me from time still yeah yeah I mean he has a, he has a face of people who a, don't want to be cool it's an amazing Thank catchphrase you. <laughs> you know um but I don't think he's a Hall of Famer with his WWE career. Jesus, at the pop he got. Yeah. Speaking of Zelina Vega, apparently some twat waffles on Twitter were giving her a hard time because she broke down and was crying. Ooh. Uh, I don't even know if I want to say what listen, that tweet was. Listen, Is this where I, you're going? I, I, don't, I don't have the tweet in front of me. Uh, Look, one, just right out the bat, treat everybody with respect. Mm-hmm. Just just treat everybody with respect. Be nice. If you ain't got nothing nice to say, and I say this on a podcast where we've just spent the last, uh, <laughs> what, hour yeah. um, shitting all over WWE right. and AEW. But we've not, at Look, least I don't believe that we have personally. Corporations aren't people. Legally, they are. No, Legally they are, but they're not. We can look, shit all over them if we want to. Look, just be nice. And you know, be nice. It it costs you nothing to be nice, and just well, you know what? I'm gonna I want to expand on that a little bit. Yeah. right? you're allowed to have an opinion. Yes. Okay. You can not like something, and you know what? I'm okay with you going on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or whatever the new thing is and express your opinion. That's fine. We we do this podcast and we talk about the fact that go back a few years and we talk about how bad Britt Baker is, mm-hmm. right? We're talking about her in a wrestling capacity. The ones that came out and said, you know, that Zelina doesn't have the moves to be in the ring with Rhea that kind of stuff. I don't agree. Yeah. But hey, you know what? That is valid criticism. Yes. It's okay. What is not okay is that in this 
you know, cesspool of a world we live in from time to time, somebody's comment on Twitter was, I don't remember the exact wording, but basically it was talking about the way her emotions were and then compared it to her dad dying in 9-11. That ain't cool. No. And that Personally dude got insulting. called out. Personally insulting a performer yeah. is uncalled for. And he got called out. You, he got called out by just about every wrestler on the planet and all of the journalists and everything. So I don't know what this dude's thoughts were here other than just being a troll. That was his only thought. And because Twitter lets that stuff happen nowadays. Um, but Jesus, people. Don't like her match. That's fine. Say you didn't like the match and move on. I mean, I, I think we even talked about it. We thought it was okay, but I mean, we didn't think anything special about it. It was an okay match. It was serviceable. You know, but that being said, that's not, and our intent is not to personally insult Zelina Vega or Ray right. Ripley or whoever it is that we talk about. Mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes. Cody seems to be an amazing person. Mm-hmm. Like, the dude went up to be with Brody's wife. Yeah. When she told her kids mm-hmm. yeah. that Brody at, passed away. Who at, who does that? Like Right. Right. The 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 people, the kind of person that does that mm-hmm. is a good person. Yeah. Well look at Cena. Yeah. You know, we, we give Cena crap all the time. Well, mm. we don't on the podcast because he's not a wrestler really anymore, but back in the day Everybody gave Cena crap. Super Cena, the five moves of doom. Yeah. You know, all this kind of stuff because of how he was presented as a wrestler. Yeah. Valid, very valid criticisms. But this dude has fulfilled more make-a-wishes than anybody in the history of the program. Yeah. And, I this mean, dude, I still have crap to give Cena because yeah. of his his stance and some of the things he's done yeah. with China and Taiwan. Sure. And all of that. Those aren't personal criticisms of him. Mm-mm. That's political debate. Yeah. This dude, when... A family was fleeing the Ukraine. Yeah. The kid was, I think he had Down syndrome, or he was high, or he was very one autistic. Of, one, one of those. One, one of those. He he was he was had some form of, of some, disability. Some, some disability, right? And his mom told him that they had to leave and go to. I think they went to Denmark. Not um, one of the two. To uh, but but John Cena would be there. John Cena heard about that. John Cena got on a plane and was there. Yeah. Like, when they got there, Cena was waiting for them, right? Like, Or if he wasn't waiting for them, he got there shortly after. like, who does that? That is a phenomenal human being. Yeah. That just so happens to not be a great wrestler. (laughs) Or at least in the type of wrestling that we, we enjoy. He just so happens to have been booked a certain way. Yes. That, that, you know what? That's because a, that is a much better way to I put I tell that. you what, one of my favorite matches I've ever seen and some of the best wrestling I've mm-hmm. ever seen is Cesaro versus Cena on Monday Night Raw. 
You know what? You know what? You're, you're right. You're right. I, I like the way you put that. That's a that's a much better way to put it because he's not a bad wrestler. He's I'm not very, saying that he's the best. He's very formulaic, and he's booked a certain way. So yeah. yeah, that's the. You know what? Yeah, that's the better way to put that. Yeah, for sure. But just don't be rude to people online. I mean, yeah. and don't, don't be an pers- asshole. There. There you go. That's it. Just don't be an ass. Just don't be an ass. Pure and simple. <laughs> uh, speaking of asses. Want to talk about how Rhea pinned uh, no. Zelina? <laughs> uh, I'm not really sure who the asshole is here. But Alondra Blaze, Medusa. Oh, God. <laughs> has called out Trish Stratus. Saying that, quote, Trish has set the women back and turned them into a sideshow after all the work I did to get the women respected and legitimize them as the superstars that they are. Now, here's my question about that article, because I, I kind of br- uh, 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 breezed through it. Was she talking about Trish now and her I, return I and all that? Or was she talking about how when Trish came in, she was coming in kind of on the tail end of Medusa under Blaze, and Blaze was a legit wrestler, and Trish kind of came in as that TNA. I uh, mean, she didn't kind of come in; she straight I was, came in, I was being nice. Look, Vince booked her to be crawling around on all fours, barking like a dog. Yeah, she was the manager of a group of Test and Albert, which I, I they just called TNA. <laughs> so, but no, yeah, so let me like, let me finish the quote because I don't know. It like this feels weird. Do you really think I threw? I, do you think? Do you really think I literally threw that title in the trash without a plan of longevity and meaning? Yes, yes, I do. Yes, um, I do because you because you have said in the past that you were told to do that and you didn't want to, but Bischoff basically forced you to. Yeah. Look, I'm really confused by this. Like part of part of me, if she's talking about Trish when she first got there. Part of me can see a grain of truth in her comments, because yeah, yeah, right after right after Alunder Blaze and that group is when we really got into the Attitude Era, and that's when we got the women's wrestlers, and I put that in the most amount of quotation marks as possible. That's when we got the divas. When we got divas, right? The the wrestling matches were bra and panties, mud, that kind of stuff, and yeah. That that did set re- women's wrestling back a long way. So that was going to happen whether Trish was there or not. I think that was going to happen with Trish was there or not. So if she's talking about that part. I can see a, a grain of truth in it. However, it gives off major old lady yells at clouds. Uh, if she's talking about it as a current thing. And did Trish Stratus need to come back to professional wrestling at forty eight years old? No. No. Am I, is 13-year-old me excited to see Trish Stratus? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? Yeah, she's lost several steps, mm-hmm. but she's still good. Yeah, she can still go. She can still go. And 
it's fun seeing the crossover. Mm-hmm. It's always fun to see the crossover. I do kind of like her heel character. Uh, crunchy granola mom. I, <laughs> I, I kind of like, I think it's funny. You know, her giving Becky shit uh, about not being a good mother. You know, that kind of stuff. I, I think it's a little funny. Yeah. I don't know what Medusa's going. I feel like she's like, you mean Trish Stratus is back in wrestling and she's getting news coverage and... And I'm I, not. I need to say something. Yeah. I, this this feels like I'm like she's trying to reinsert it's, her name back into the the zeitgeist. It is old lady yells at clouds, and you know it it, it makes me lose a little bit of respect for her. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Is there anything else we should talk about this week? Not really. You know, uh, Nick Khan sent out a letter to all of WWE stockholders outlining the process that's going on with the uh, the merger slash buyout or whatever. Uh, not going to go into that. Um, rumors continue surrounding CM Punk and AEW and Collision. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see what's going on with that. Uh, apparently no apology has been given by either side. Uh, that's uh, that, Oh, that was the other thing. The, the room, that was what I was going to talk about. So, yeah, there is something we still want to talk about <laughs> real quick. Tony Khan's big announcement rumor mm-hmm. for next week. There are rumors swirling around that they have come to a, a new deal with Warner Brothers Discovery. I want to think the number that I remembered reading. I'm trying to remember the number. Because it was a very large number. I just don't remember what it was. But it was Warner Discovery will have all mm-hmm. AEW everything. Which is why Elevation and Dark were shut down on YouTube. They will cover the pay-per-views. They will cover all of the shows, which Collision will be a new one. Um, so it was all of that, which led to then the thoughts of, okay, well, if, if, uh, WBD owns everything, either a, his, his announcement is going to be that they resign the deal. And hopefully part of that would be a new, a streaming service, mm-hmm. whether they're going to do like AEW television and you get all the AEW stuff as a separate stream or if it's just going to be announced that it's going to be part of Max or part of Discovery Stream or whatever the case may be, here you go. Because they they desperately need a streaming service. They've been around long enough now. They've got enough pay-per-views in the books. They've got ROH. Yeah. They yeah. really need a streaming service of some sort. They, they need a streaming service. They need to stream everything. Uh, I would argue that they need to copy WWE's playbook as far as it comes to pay-per-views um, and let people who are subscribed to the streaming get it for it. Get it. it. Yep. Uh, because when's the last time you paid for one? I mean, me and a group of friends threw in for the last one. Yeah. But it was like five of us that got together. So it yeah. only cost us 10 bucks a piece. Um, asking to pay $50 for a pay-per-view now is asking a lot 
mm-hmm. considering what WWE has been doing yeah. for so long. Yeah. I can get a pay-per-view now for four ninety nine, And the fact that WWE calls it out, too, they're like, during the show, if you're a, uh, a Paramount Plus member, you'll get to see this, and then yeah. they go to commercials. So what what you get to see as a Paramount Plus member is recaps of everything that's happened leading up to yeah. this feud. So what's the point? When when WWE figures that out, you know, and it's Peacock, but yeah, Peacock. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I said Paramount. But you said Paramount, but Peacock. Yeah, you know, yeah, it is. Fifty bucks is too much. Yeah, for a pay per view, and I say that as somebody who could probably jump in on a couple yeah. different streams if I wanted to, but you know, you got to sell me on them. And that's the one thing AEW does a very terrible job of is selling a yeah. pay-per-view. Uh, Their pay-per-views tend to be good, but they do a terrible job selling it. You know what else AEW seems to be doing a bad job of? Mm-hmm. Getting Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks to sign a new contract. Yeah. Or yeah. participate in discussions about a new contract. <laughs> yeah. That expires, like, at the end of the year. Yep. Um, <laughs> so. So, yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens I think if Kenny and the Bucks leave AEW loses a lot of steam and that's mm-hmm. there's a lot of AE, hardcore AEW stands out there yeah uh, I'm not saying that it kills AEW no I don't think it'll kill them but they're going to lose a ton of but steam but they're going to lose a lot of steam because now the four all four founding members are gone, are gone. And and you also have to think, Jericho, who he wasn't one of the four, the elite, but he was their day one type stuff, day zero type stuff. Yeah, he's getting older and older, and he's going to be looking at retirement sooner rather than later. And Vince might want to make that play to bring Jericho back to WWE for one more run. Uh, for one one more run, throw a bunch of money at him, yep, uh, and bring him back to WWE one more run. And Chris might want to be part of the. WWE Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. He certainly deserves to be. Even if he yeah. retires from AEW, I could argue that he deserves to be. Oh, for sure. But he won't if he retires from AEW, at least not for years. Yeah, that's because Vince is petty. Vince is very petty. Uh, I'm done. I, I don't want to talk about wrestling <laughs> anymore today. Uh, so I do want to say a big thank you, big shout-out to McNarb Gaming here in Gautier, Mississippi. Thank you for allowing us to come in and use this space. Thank you for being your thing. We came up here last night, we sat down, and we played uh, played a bunch of games with, with a bunch of friends. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Come in. A bunch of friends. That's a great way to describe your wife, Michael. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> my wife and a bunch of my friends. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, come on down, hang out, play some games. Have a good time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, while you're down this way, swing by Big Dog Liquor. You remember that part at the beginning we were talking about, hey, go buy a bottle of Larceny. There's your opportunity. Yeah. Big Dog Liquor right here in Gaucher. Yeah. Hey, get some. They do uh, discounts, military discounts. They do uh, senior citizen discount. You can get bulk buy discount if you order cases of wine. So, hey, you should do that. Yeah. And... You should check out our friends over at Travelers on the Omnibus. We mentioned them earlier today in our show. They are a field trip through nerd and pop culture. They do everything. Mm -hmm. 
They have done top five lists. They have done uh, music reviews. They have done movie reviews. They've sat down and watched dumb movies and told you about them so that you can sit down and watch dumb movies. Played games that they gotten over at McNarb Gaming. Yeah. They're, they're ramping up for an RPG gameplay. Mm-hmm. So check them out. It's really going to be worth your listen. You're going to have a lot of fun. Yep. And uh, one of the travelers, Jody, he has his own special project called Fearology, where he talks about his personal relationship with horror movies, just what they mean to him, what he's, what he likes, what he doesn't like, and goes through that. And if you like movies, check out our friends over at Silence Your Cell Phones. They do movie reviews. They do bingeable TV show reviews. Check them out. Listen, is it worth you going to watch this movie? You should probably watch the movie before you listen to them. But, you know, maybe you listen to them and say, hey, you know what? I really want to watch this movie. Because it sounds interesting. Yeah. Give so, them a listen. They yeah. have a live stream on YouTube. Check them out on YouTube. There ain't a pay-per-view or anything this weekend, is there? I don't think so. Okay. Well, then in that case, we'll be back next week with hopefully a better week of wrestling. Hopefully. Cheers. Cheers.